Well, as is the case with live radio, because it's a never-ending drama. It's like an unscripted soap opera where we don't know who's in love and who isn't. And as such, of course, my guest doesn't call in. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Um, podcasts are available on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Now then, because I do this for a living, you prepare for your guests not to call in. That's what you do. So now we get to talk about the the uh, the little rascals, or as we call it, the Republican Party in the House of Representatives. Now, if I I'm going to invoke many musical lyrics along the way, just because it's fun to do and it's Friday. So to begin with, dig if you will a picture of a combat squad on the ground. They have an objective. And then 25% of them say, you know, we don't want to do that. Let's do it this way. And then before long, you got a bunch of people running all over the place, and you're not really getting your objective done. And what ends up happening is most of your soldiers get killed. And you get killed. So cohesiveness in the military is a very important thing. What these yahoos in the House of Representatives don't get, and the same with the Yahoos in, in the Senate. We did not elect you for your intellect. We did not elect you to get out there and to run, run the shop as you see fit. We elected you to represent us because we have a life, and we don't want to hang out in D.C. And in the beginning... That kind of a job was not nearly as lucrative as you guys have turned it into. But in the interim, while all, this, all of this is going on, the House of Representatives, which is the appropriations you know, part of it, it's the one that, with the power of the purse, there is no leader, and the guy getting the most votes is a Democrat. We got a few people out there going, well, you know, we got to do this on principle. Nobody cares about your principles. If you're on a plane that's going down, we don't want you to get out there and tell me about, you know, well, this all happened because of the way the plane was designed. And on principle, I don't even think I should lend my hand to it because then it'll make it look like the plane fly. Get on the plane, pull the sticks back, and get it level. Same with the bus. Same with the train. That's the country. Right now, we're on a roller coaster ride that nobody's actually in control of. We got a, we got a dislocated pervert that isn't, he's not the president, he's the resident. We got a bunch, it's, you know, Obama's in the background somewhere doing things. And in the, in the interim, in the interim, we're not doing anything. We're not, uh, we're not making plans. 2022 should have been one of those moments where we sit back and we pour champagne on our heads, celebrating because the Democrats got out there and said, we're going to unmask because obviously you, the voters, are too stupid to understand what we're doing, and we're having such a good time. We're going to be running you guys around like I don't know what. You guys are like rats in a maze. It's, it's, it's incredible. We got out there and told you you could wrap a piece of cloth around your face and hide everything but your eyes, and you're not ever going to die, and you fell for it. 
So guess what? We're just going to keep on doing it because you <laughs> you showed you showed us how dumb you are, voters. And instead of the Republicans coming out there and saying, no, that's not the way it is. You guys don't get to do that. Instead of them doing that, they're out there going, I got principles. So right now, we have a, a majority that is barely there. I mean, if if it, when cold and flu season happens, we'll probably lose the majority just because people are going to be staying home. If five people stay home, we don't have the majority. So then we can't get no nothing done, right? So when we're not, we're not really getting nothing done anyway. So let's start with the beginning of why the House is dysfunctional. Since the House has a narrow, narrow majority on the Republican side, and since the Republicans on the Republican side can't seem to, could not seem to handle the fact that McCarthy was the, uh, McCarthy was the, uh, the speaker, well, they got rid of McCarthy, and now we, we don't have a speaker. But when they got rid of McCarthy, the whole goal was, we're going to go in there and get McCarthy. And then everybody, you know, I would have been sitting back going, okay, and then what? What are we going to do next, Matt? And they'd be like, uh, I don't know. I'm going to fundraise off of it. But what about who's going to be the speaker, Matt? Are you going to run for speaker? Well, no. Everybody runs for, nobody comes out of being a speaker and actually, you know, except for Nancy Pelosi. And, you know, she's going to, she's going to die just about any day now because what is she, 150? She's old. So, and I'm not trying to be an ageist, by the way, because I'm old too. The Republicans have no idea what they're doing. They're too busy out there being individuals. Now, when I had a squad of guys when I was in the Army, I recognized that they were all individuals, and I exploited their strong points. If I had a fast guy, this is the guy we were going to lay down cover while he got up close and dropped the grenade in there. With shin height, it was going to be hugging the earth. Anything above shin height, well, it was going to be hugging the earth too, but only the last time. I exploited the individual talents. And at the same time, I looked at all of them and said, you're using my brain. You're welcome to use it. You're going to do what I say when I say it. And eventually, you're not even going to have to be told to do it. And that's exactly how it worked out. So, we were a team. The Republicans could be a team. I expect, you know, listen, me and me and my, the people I worked with when I was, some of us could stand each other. There were some of us, if we were not in combat and they were on fire, there's a lot of things I would not have done just to put them out. A lot of things. And knowing that, knowing that, I always made sure that We got, we got, we got my guy. Yes, uh, Sunan is on the line. Okay, so as is the live drama of radio, I tell you what, we'll introduce him and we'll take him into the next segment. How about that? All right, sounds good. Uh, so wait to get him on air. Well, no, no. Uh, let's just go ahead and get him on. Well, you know what? Let's just hold him up because we got to go now anyway. Right? Yep. So coming up next, coming up next from Epoch Times, 
is invest, senior investigative reporter Nansu. He covers all things when it comes to China. Uh, China is a concern that we should all have because they have plans. They have plans, and we need to know what those are because we're going to have to deal with them at some point. So that when we get back. I, I love radio. I love how flexible radio is. I love the flexibility. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right, you got to understand your foe. You've got to understand who's on the other side. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 Common Sense Retirement Planning Planning Text Line is 71307. Joining me now from APOC Times is senior investigative reporter Nan Su. Good morning, sir. Hi, morning, Bill. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me. Uh so right now we talked about this yesterday, so let's just uh let's just recap this. While we see Ukraine and Russia going at each other, and we see Hamas going after Israel, or vice versa. Um, how is this impacting, and is this advantageous to China? Because we know that China has a couple of, uh, they've got a couple of, in, uh, you know, they, they, they aspire to be something in the world. Uh, well, China is behind all these. You know, you, you see this entire Eurasian continent you have all these uh, anti-American anti-America countries coming together. They all listen to China. You have uh, you have uh, the uh, the communist regime in China, in North Korea. You have uh, a Russia regime. You have uh, uh, you have Iran. Uh, that's a, a religious extremist regime. You have this Taliban. That's terrorist regime. You have Belarus. You have uh, uh, Afghanistan, that's Taliban, uh, that's Pakistan, and you, you see all these countries. They, you know, they, the only thing they have in common is their common enemy, the United States. So that's what you know. They're all coming together under China, and now you see all these um, uh, Middle East uh, extremists, the terrorist group. You, you this Hamas during the years Hamas, Jihad, uh, Taliban, Hezbollah, uh, and guess what? Uh, all of them, you know, all of them have a normal relationship with Beijing because Beijing never treat them as a terrorist group. In fact, all these terrorist group, their military commanders all being sent to China to receive military trainings from Chinese military. How good is the Chinese military? Are they pretty good? Well, they are quickly expanding. Uh, they are expanding like a hell. Now, uh, especially their Navy. Now, uh, Department of Defense, this is what Department of Defense, the, the report says, China has the biggest navy in the world if you're counting on the total number of warships. Uh, 
Now, it doesn't mean China really have the top of line Navy, but if you're counting on the total number of warships, they are the largest Navy. Now, uh, the, there is a, a Chinese uh, military capacity report just came out uh, actually just two days ago from uh, from U.S. Defense Department. Uh, now, uh, U- U.S. Navy right now have 290 warships. China have 370. And by the year of 2025, DOD expects China is going to have 400 warships. And by the year of 2030, China will have 460 warships. You know, China right now is the, uh, the world's uh, biggest uh, shipbuilding nation in the world. And, um, you know, last year, more than half of, more than 50% of a global shipbuilding order went to China. So they're building up their Navy like a crazy, um, you know, that's what China is. So, so you, you know, if they're not prepare, preparing for war, why they're, you know, keep building so many ships? There's a... Does is is China going to watch America to see what America does? And with this, uh, depending on we how we handle Ukraine and uh, Israel, will this? Do you think this will shade any way they look at Taiwan as maybe trying to annex Taiwan? Oh yeah, that's of course. You know, uh, in, they openly talk about that. You know, there's uh, if you look at China's, uh, you you China, you go to China, you look a lot on the internet. There are so many. Uh, so-called think tanks you know they say they're non-government organization but however all these think tanks you, you look at the names uh of those people uh writing this strategic uh paper they are all re- either retired military general or you know pretty high level government uh officials they you know they retire they have all form all these these different think tanks they openly talk about how they're going to take Taiwan. And they, for them, they say the best scenario for China to take, to annex Taiwan is if there are three wars taking place. Which you we know, got number two. One, number one, uh, it's, um, it's Russia against NATO. Number two, it's Arab nations against Israel. And number three, North Korea against the South Korea and Japan. So they say, you know, if all these things happen, that will be the time because that will be the time the the hands of U.S. military are going to be all tied, and it's you know it's the best time for China to annex Taiwan. Uh, we we got a bunch of Chinese people coming across the border that are military age. Do you think this is a deliberate thing that the Chicoms are doing, or is it we just got a bunch of Chinese guys hanging out in Mexico? What do you think that's happening with that? Well, though, I wouldn't make that speculation. You know, I, I you can't say they're. You know, of course they're not. Uh, I don't know if they they are military background or not. Right. You know, we did uh, some interview of those people crossing the border. Uh, we found that actually uh, many of them uh, small business owners. They, you know, they sold them their their own business and then take their whole family, they take the money after they sold the business, 
and they took their whole family coming to the United States because they see there's no hope over there and there, you know. Now, is there any military personnel that's hiding there, you know, doing these things? Uh, I don't know. So right. I, 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 I wouldn't speculate, but, you know, it's something to concern, yes. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I guess it just depends on the numbers. I mean, I think there's probably more cartel people here than there are uh, chai comms. But um, so right now, and I know we did a war games uh, uh, sometime recently that it involved the tr- tried defense of Taiwan, and we lost. We lost in that war game. Are you aware of that one? Yes, I I heard that. that you know. Uh, uh, they have uh, some sort of uh, uh, military exercise on paper, you know, the kind of games they're trying to uh, see what's going to happen uh, on paper with uh, several assumptions. So basically, uh, the result was uh, it's been, there. There are several of them done, but the result is, you know, uh, the best scenario was. You know, uh, we were able to defeat the, the Chinese military when you're trying to take Taiwan. But however, it you know, uh, Japanese military as well as U.S. military suffer huge, tremendous loss, which will take uh, like a, a decades to recover. Right. So, um, and Taiwan's totally destroyed. So, so that that's just not a very good scenario. No, it is not. But that's that's what they're angling for, right? They're waiting on certain uh, other things to happen, and then that's they're observing and they're planning. Well, that's what what that's why it is not. But you know, not only the uh, the navy. You know, China has the, the biggest navy, uh, but also uh, China is preparing uh, a bio warfare. And uh, in August, the uh, uh, Department of Defense issued a report uh, named the Biowarfare Gesture Review, which claimed that the United States is at a pivotal moment facing multi-domain unprecedented biowar threat from China, Russia, and North Korea. And China is the number one priority. Uh, that's, you know, uh, that's the number one threat. Before I run out of time, I, I need to have you back because uh, Nan, has, Nan has done stuff about uh, how China just sort of gets insinuated into these various societies and takes control of it through various things like the Internet and everything else. And, I mean, it's once you hear it, it's sort of a sobering moment. Uh, was that you trying to call me earlier on my phone, Nan? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. So, listen. Thank you for thank you for uh, joining me today. Have a good weekend. I'll be in touch with you, Nansu. Uh, yeah, Epoch Times. Welcome, thank you for yes, having sir. Me. Senior senior investigative reporter. Bye bye. Bye. Bringing the world to you right here on News Talk ninety eight nine W O R D.
Dead gum, I like Friday. Friday, I mean, what can I tell you? What can I tell you? Friday is, a, I, I love it just because I could just let it loose. And I'm going to let it loose really bad right now. How come we don't know about the manifesto with Audrey Hale? How come we don't know that? The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 905 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Something a little closer that happened in, in the interior here. We are, we're being told that tomorrow, you, if you are a female, you can wake up, you can want to be a man. If you're a man, you can wake up and want to be a woman. If you're a man who was on the swim team that couldn't really swim and you want to be a great swimmer, you can wake up and be a woman. And everybody, you know, half of us seem to be just, oh, okay, fine. But there's some stuff that comes along with that. Because this is a mental illness. We've sort of gotten away from this whole discussion because we've got other shiny things to get out there. We still don't know what happened with Audrey Hale. Now, just to recap, Audrey Hale wanted to be Aiden. And Audrey just could not be happy. So Audrey decided she was going to go out and make a statement. She wanted to die, but she was going to make a statement. She told everybody this. She was sending texts out. I'm going to go out and make a statement. So then she goes out and she makes a statement. She attacks children. She kills three children and three adults. Um, the Covenant School, as far as what they did in that particular thing, they the actual loss of life was incredibly good as far as the numbers because they kept the numbers down by their procedures. And for all of the uh, all of the uh, talk about Audrey Hale using an assault weapon, she used what is referred to as a Keldec S2000 or SB2000. I can't remember what it is. It's a 9mm thing with a long barrel. The shooting, it's using Glock magazines. It's not really a rifle. It does build up a little more pressure because it has a longer barrel, but it's not really a rifle. But they got some assault weapon band mileage out of it because it's so scary looking. And we still don't know what her manifesto said. She wanted to be a guy. She was not going to be a guy. This is She probably realized even if she became that guy that she was not going to be solving her problems. And we still don't know the man. In much the same way, we don't know what happened in Las Vegas at Mandalay Bay. Why don't we know about that? Why have we never heard the endings of these two stories? Now, we, because we're the public and we are ostensibly the targets of these rampage killers. Whenever whenever their cause manifests itself, we're the ones that they want to target. They're just looking for us. They're not looking for anybody specifically. right? They just want to go somewhere and inflict some pain and make a name, and that'll show them. Right? And just in this one case, I mean, you got three three sets of parents, and well, every parent at at that school probably sitting back going, what happened? Now, what did happen? I will tell you what happened. The passive defensive systems at that school worked. Because six people is too many, but she was in there for 14 minutes, and that is a remarkably low body count. She was trying to add to it. But in 14 minutes' time, from the time that the cops got the call to the times that they terminated 
the event, it was 14 minutes. They got in there. They got close. They sought out, closed with, and destroyed her. And for those of you that are too squeamish to understand this, that was the only thing they could do. We don't know what led up to this. A rampage killer goes typically through five stages. The first is the fantasy stage. I would love to show, what would they think if I did it? Then they start to consider things. What would I have to have to do it? Where would I do it? Then they say, I think I'm going to do it. They go actually going out and get the material to do it. And then they say, well, if I'm going to do it, I need to rehearse this. So then they go out. Maybe they tell some people they're going to do it. And then in stage five, any one of those stages, if there was some sort of an intervention there, this could be stopped. And possibly you could save the shooter. But by stage five, the only thing that you can do with the shooter once the, stu- the shooter goes active is uh, what is referred to in the tactical community as disrupting the pattern. You're going to give the shooter something else to shoot at. They can shoot back. We're going to distract them from their main target, and uh, while we're engaging them, we're going to stop them. Nobody's going in there to kill anybody. They're going in there to stop them. It's all semantics. I know. I get it. We don't know why this happened. We don't know why Mandalay Bay happened. In Las Vegas, you can walk down the street in Las Vegas with guns hanging off of your neck. But if you try to go into a hotel, all of them want to tell you that it's a gun-free zone. If you go to SHOT Show in Las Vegas, SHOT Show is a gun-free zone. Of course, they're doing nothing to enforce that. They're doing nothing to enforce that. And that's, that's the, that is the hallmark of all gun-free zones. They're declared. If you want to have a gun-free zone, you have to control the points of entry. And then everybody coming in has to be searched. And then they got to be scanned, and then maybe you have a gun-free zone. And you're going to have to have guys with guns there to defend it. Most people don't want to go to that, to, that, to that length. But still, here we are. Here we are in October of 2023, and we don't know the manifesto of Audrey Hale. A judge rules that the parents have a right to argue about against the writings being made public. Um, I I get it. I sort of get it. I do. But listen, I'm sorry. There, there is when something like this happens to one of your loved ones. There's no closure. There's no, there's no point where you come to and say, "Oh, I'm at peace," because there never is when you lose a loved one, is it? Even if you lose a loved one to pneumonia, you're not sitting back there going, "Oh, I'm at peace with this now. I'm good to go." If they die prematurely, there's no closure. If they die in a horrific act of violence, there is no closure. So withholding information that we might be able to use to prevent some of this stuff, um, that should not be part of what's going on. Because we can't reach out to these parents and these loved ones and say anything or do anything to make it better. Simple fact. Simple fact. Sad it may be. So I sit back and I'm just looking at this and 
I, you know, getting out there and, and understanding that this was one of these things that happens all the time, it does. And it does because we mollycoddle mental health. We don't get out there and we actually, I mean, we used to have a hospital out on Highway 14, Charter Hospital. Remember that? That was a mental health hospital. Where did it go? Why did it go away? Why don't we have these things? And this is nationwide. We don't, the, 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 the level of that that's available out there today is gone. It's over with. Instead, we just get out there and say, oh, you want to be a two-spirit penguin? Well, just tell me your pronouns. Right now, out of everybody that's out there that's in the spotlight currently that wants to be presidential, the only one actually doing anything that actually looks presidential is Ron DeSantis. Just a fact. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Well, okay, before I go off on this, okay, just understand this. You got two people actually doing something right now on the Republican side. You got Trump who's in a, in a legal defense on a bunch of fronts. And so that's taken away from what he's able to do. And then you got Ron DeSantis who's still the chief executive of a state. And uh, he is doing a bunch of stuff that is really, really impressive. And it is impressive what Trump has to put up with. So don't get out there and say, oh, Bill, now you're a never-Trumper, too. Don't do not do that. Don't do it. I want whoever the nominee is. I've got somebody I'm going to vote for. But whoever the nominee is, and I don't care who it is, is going to get my vote. So now right now, DeSantis is not very much on the campaigning. And he peaked back in March. And right now with the resident in office, uh, we got, you know, we got Trump acting like an incumbent, which I don't blame him. I'd run like that too. And DeSantis sees that power. And he's sort of, instead of being, you know, incumbent, he's being preemptive, which is very interesting to me. And that's easy to do because he's actually in a position of power to where he can actually make some things happen and then... He's doing it in the in the vacuum of the resident doing nothing. He's airlifting America. When, when the United States pulls in there, they're not airlifting them out. They're coming up to you and saying, hi there, American? Good. Listen, sign this promissory note, and we're going we're gonna to fly you somewhere you don't want to go. But we're going to get you out of here. So where do you not want to go? And we'll take you there. And then they're like, okay, we just flew you from here to Germany. So uh, that'll be, that'll be $6,000 because, you know, everything costs a lot in America. DeSantis is out there airlifting Americans out of Israel. And when they go to go get the Americans out of Israel, they take medical supplies while they go. They do not fly with an empty plane one way or the other. That is called conservatism. That's how you actually conserve resources. They're not wasting an empty plane going out there. They're actually doing some good. He was also the first to get out there and say, you know what? I'm not taking any Palestinian refugees. 
and he he got out there and said, "You guys are going to give a hundred million dollars to them, and he's going to be dating Gavin. I love my Brill Cream Newsom, and that I mean he can get out there and say, "Well, you know, of course I'm for the team." Gavin wants to be president. He wants to make this the United States of California, which would make us the United States of so long California because his policies are crazy. Crazy. All right, everybody has to have an electric car, but you can't charge it during this time of the day. And if you do, and when you charge it at night, I'm probably going to siphon some of that power out of it. So don't only buy an electric car that has two-way power. The electric cars that don't have two-way power, we don't like them, and they're banned. Gavin Newsom, <laughs> he waits till Biden is not at the White House to go visit the White House. And he's probably measuring for drapes. And that's that. he's not. Biden has been, uh, I think he's been on vacation 300-plus days out of the 900. I think he's been on president, the resident for 1,000 days. So a third of it has been on vacation. But don't worry, Gavin's there. We got Nikki Haley. She has sewn up the establishment anti-Trump lane. Good on her. You're the best of the you're the best of the establishment wonks there, Nikki. Good on you. You took out Pence, Christie, and Scott. Whoa, what a heavy hitter you are. Vivek Ramaswamy, he's starting to sputter out. He, you can't get out there and try to. He's a very good study, and I have high hopes for him. If he actually believes what he says. He's a good guy. If he's just get out there and he's memorized what he thinks are the things you want to hear, okay, that's, you know, right now there's a lot of hostility being directed at him. So DeSantis, who's still the second guy, coming in second place, there's DeSantis, there's Haley, and, uh, you know, there's everybody, those that say that Trump can't win in a general election, don't, don't fall for that. Dude got 75 million votes in a rigged election. When was the last time anybody got 75 million votes in a rigged election? And don't tell me, well, Biden got 81. No, he didn't. Biden didn't get 81 million votes. And no, it wasn't one of those things, uh, you know, where uh, he ran a really uh, – he, he was in the cellar the whole time. He, he campaigned from the cellar. He never came out. So Right now, the only one doing anything, though, is, is DeSantis. DeSantis pushes back. He does a lot of things against the left on a regular basis. He goes after. He went after a Sorosian DA the other day and, and kicked them out of office because they decriminalized crime. That's my problem. The problem I have with South Carolina politics is we don't have any DeSantises here. We haven't had a DeSantis in quite some time. South Carolina should not be – South Carolina is like a prairie dog. We're sticking our heads up to see what's going on out of the tall grasses. DeSantis is the, is the lawnmower. He's cutting the grass. And, uh, you know, he's being preemptive. So we're going to see what comes of this when, this when the time comes. But as we're looking at this stuff – uh, this is the guy, this is the only guy that's actually doing anything. And there's a reason for this. He's the only guy in a position to actually do anything. But the fact that he's doing it is a plus nonetheless. Nonetheless. So, um, as, a, uh, as a cautionary tale to you, just so you know, uh, the European Music Awards have been canceled, and that's because of the threat of a destabilized world. We live in a destabilized world. 
The Islamics are everywhere. And they're always looking for a target. They're always looking for a target. Bear that in mind when you go about your day. Absolutely, go about your day. Be prepared, though. Be aware. Keep your heads out of your phones, please, please. I'm going to be hanging out at Upstate Warrior Solutions next Wednesday. I invite you there if you are a veteran, a first responder, a fireman, a dog catcher, whatever it is, please come out there because lunch is on me from Ingalls Markets. Love to see you. It's always a good time when we get to get out there and do that. I think we might have Howie and Howie and Hobart out there. That's a that's fun. That's a fun time. Listen, have a good weekend. I'll be talking to you on Monday. You are listening to Without a Doubt. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.